Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this weekly episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. I'm a very tired Tom Shanklin. Oh, are you tired, boy? Oh, I've just been playing touch, haven't I? Fella. It's the first bit of like cardio I've done since coming back from Hong Kong. And you know you're bad when you just you make loads of mistakes. It's not like me. It's not like mm. me. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight now. I made mistakes when I was fresh. How's the old Jack D? Yeah, all right. What's that? Is it? Your knee. Ah. Um, no, sorry. I, I didn't do too much, mate. I was jogging around. Did one roundabout pass for a try to Gunners. Was it? Left gunners? Um, Who's Gunners? Ah, he's a lad, isn't he? Like, is, it, is, is his name like Kai Gunnersby? And he's like a local plasterer or something. I'm trying to be romantic about it. I Who don't actually know, mate. Is is the honest answer? Um, You've taken no interest in him because he's not an international or an ex-pro. Well, there's loads there, isn't there? It's like eight, there? there's eighty-one on the group. Um, really? Yeah, Stuart Gunnison. I could, I could name him more, mate, but I'm not going to. Um, but but he won't. But he won't. You've got in not, I'm not looking to forward to the debrief tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Is it going to be one of? The, is it going to be a video nasty for you? It's going to be a. Why aren't you? Why aren't you jamming in there? Why aren't you covering the inside there? Why are you walking? Do you get any of this? Do you get any? You play for Wales. <laughs> Lungs like Chris Packets at the moment. <laughs> there's, a, there's a club up the hill from me called Old Sulians, and it's a really good old club. And I did a, used to coach every now and again and help out some great guy. And um, Jerry, the chef, who was Bath chef, is now Worcester Warriors chef. Was also a member at Old Souls, so I go and help for Jerry, you know. And um, do it for Jerry. I joined in like a morning session once, and I was like, do a bit of line out session or something. And like we were trying to lift, and these guys, are, it's just it's just like trying to lift. Uh, it's like trying to lift an atlas stone or just like a massive pudding. They're just like fat bags of crap. These lads, really good lads. All they do is drink and eat McDonald's, like and you can't already. lift them. And they're like, you, know, you play for England. And they kept giving me loads of grief because we just basically couldn't get this guy in the air. And I waited, sort of, you know, thought I'll bide my time here. And when when we started mauling, I slipped the watch off, got in amongst it, and snapped a few souls. Oh, did so, you? A couple yeah, of them right in. Egos, their body couldn't cash, were they? Yeah, big prop there. Like, and he was. We did. We we was pre-season, right? So I forget his name now, but he was a right gobshite, and he turned up Jason in Leonard. a. <laughs> he turned up in like a sort of Cavalier SRI with a big elephant, big cherry exhaust. It looks like an elephant's phallus. And it was just ridiculous. He was only gobshite. And he was second team. He was big and fat and couldn't move. So we did a lot of running. And I, I said, look, you're going to be running today, mate. He's like, oh, right. So you doing it? I said, I'll do it with you if you want, mate. I was in pre-season. I'd done a day's pre-season. I was like, I'll do it with you. I mean, I wasn't good at running, as you know, but it was a light jog and he was dying on his ass. So fair enough. 
but he's a right gobshite. So we're standing up by the side of in between like drills. He's like, do you know what? For a pro, for a professional, you are tiny. You are absolutely tiny. I thought you'd be bigger. Didn't you think you'd be bigger, lads? You are tiny. And he was probably, he was probably, he was on genuinely now. He's on a bit of a step. So he's about the same height as me. So he's on a step slightly higher. And he would, I said, how much do you weigh? He's twice the size of me, this guy. Like he's enormous. And I was like, how much do you weigh? And he's like, about 19. I was like, all right, well, I'm 19 and a half of this and you're 19 of butter. I said, I'm half the size of you and I'm heavier. And I said, mate, you're made up of butter and bacon fat. So he was gobbing off a bit. And I said, I'd rather be 19 stone of this than 20 stone of that, mate. And we got mauling and he was just coming in the side. So I just quietly went around the side and I just put him up. All I did was I just put him up on my back, put him up on my shoulders, got him off the ground, one hand between his legs, lift him up in the air and then just kept mauling with my other arm. So we just marched him over and it was a, it was a feat of strength that any professional player could have accomplished. Um, but it proved my point. And when we got to the end, I just body slammed him like the ultimate warrior. Have that. Beating up amateurs, mate. Beating up amateurs. I can't top that story. Um, It's just a game of touch. And it was hard. Um, So, yeah. All right, so I win. Sitting here now with ice on my leg. Got the ice and easy. Had it for years and years. Comes in really handy now. David Campisi's ice and easy? That's the one. I always thought... They're so good. They're like a... I think it's got like a muller. I think it's got no, yeah, it's got yeah, Mueller, Mueller on it. Um, Mueller. So Mueller. it's not a David Campisi ice and easy. Oh, I don't know. They they're all the same, aren't they? Yeah, but I always wondered. I mean, I always assumed that Campisi, because he's Campo and because he's got David Campisi ice and easy, that he will have made it large off that. But I don't think that's the case because he's still he's still gigging bits. He's still gigging, gigging. <laughs> he's still gigging. He's always in Hong Kong gigging away. He's always doing. I a just Q&A. had um. I just had a pork belly for four. Yeah, I've just seen it actually on uh, on social media. It looked, How's that for four though? It it looked delicious, is what I'm going to tell you. Honestly, boy, and I'm so, so proud of you, mate, for putting greens in because thanks, mate. I worry sometimes that you're just cavalier. No, I do eat. I do eat a lot of vegetables. Your colon is just going to explode one day. I had an MOT last year, last summer. Did you? Yeah, did, cholesterol. Did, for, everything, everything is fine. Do it yourself. Did you? Yeah, I'd look in the mirror and talk, lob a bit off there. Oh, hold otherwise, on. everything is fine. My well, cholesterol that's a, that's a big is statement. fine. That's a big statement. Cholesterol, blood pressure. Uh, what are the other ones? You're the ultimate um, human being. No, I'm fine. I'm All absolutely right. fine. And I was like, but I'm six foot and I'm 20 stone. What about that? Surely yeah. I'm struggling. And it was like, well, you're not. You're fine. Your heart rate, your resting heart rate's good. Your blood pressure's good. And this is good. Skin mm, tags good. aren't a worry. Skin tags are not a worry. No, all right. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Rooter on the pod last week and he loved it. Um, he's a weirdo, but he's got a skin tag on his eye and he's tied a bit of thread around it on his own. I was with him the other day at the trampoline park and uh, no kids, just us. And um, he goes, I, I said, when did you put it on? Last night, it will fall off any time now. It'll fall off today. I was like, no way, mate. No way. That'll take days. And, you're, and it looked like he had, a, he looked like he had a big tick on his eye. Hmm. Weirdest thing, mind. My dad had one of them. It was like, you know, like when you get a burger from McDonald's, it was like a sesame seed on his eye for years and years. And Yeah. Um, eventually got it removed. Um, but it took like 10 years. A bit like, um, a bit like Matt Perry. And he had, a little, he had a little thing on his nose, didn't he, for years. Oh, Rudolph. And Bubs had a nudger for quite a few Bubs years. Bubs had the nudger, well. yeah. He went for a hernia op. It's gone now. Nothing sticks out has, of his Has top. Pez got rid of his thick, his uh, Rudolph on his nose? Yeah, I think so. I saw it when I saw him last. I, you know, you can't miss it. And I'm we sure started having to buy two tickets for the train, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was. You know, when you got something so prominent on you, on your face, that no matter mm. where you look, you can't stop looking at that. It's like someone with a lazy eye or a dodgy eye. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, a bonk eye. If you bonk like. eye. You mm. just can't stop staring at it. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got removed. I mean, if okay. I could ever get anything like that, mate, and I'm not aware of it, can you tell me? Yeah, so, yeah, of course I will. I had a cyst on my arm, like, I was about 15, and I've always loved cutting and picking and removing and jabbing and popping and that sort of stuff. And I was like, can I get it cut out? Can I get it cut out? I just got stamped on in a game, yeah, and it got infected, and it never went, and it ended up with this lump in my arm. 
And I was like, can I get it cut out? And I basically would only do it if the doctor would let me watch. And I still remember oh, it to mate. this day. It was great. Sicko. I, I cut my head once in, in a game chasing a box kick. And it was a rubbish box kick from Ryan Powell. It? And I had a go at him after. And I ended up getting on someone's knee. and I split my head. Anyway, I had a few stitches internally and a few outside. It was a big old cut. It looked like... That's why I look like Voldemort now because I've got the scar. Like it was the only reason. Yeah, and um, and I got so much delight because it wouldn't heal. One little bit wouldn't heal for ages, and yeah. I had a little dig around inside it with a pair of tweezers. All of a sudden, I got hold of a stitch and just pulled it. Yes. A long stitch come out, and then it was fine. Yes, it was a, yes. one of the most satisfying things ever. Oh, I love that. I, I love know. that. I had a bit of stitch that took ages to work its way out of my Achilles. Oh, I love yeah. that. I, I used to like take it. I used to take all my own stitches out because I, if I had stitches in my eye or because when you're in the front five, you, you're cut in the pack. You're constantly getting stitches. Yeah. So I used to take all of my own stitches out, and I loved it. I had a little oh, kit, no a little razor blade, and everything. I love it. But then I took my sister's out. She had a she had an op. Took my sister's out. Took everyone's out, mate. Didn't I realise now? I never sterilised that razor blade, but I got really we'll, nervous we'll when still I had to do my own like blood. Um, I just prick the skin with a take some blood. Oh, really? For, yeah, for a um, tolerance test, and I got really nervous. I was like, I'm to one two. But I did it. But anyway, well, do you know what I was thinking of the other day? I don't know who mentioned it, but there was one one time at band camp in um, it was a it was like mid season at Bath or pre season. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but we all had a team night out on let's call it a Sunday night or Saturday night. And the next morning we had pool recovery and it was like, lads, you can go out, get battered, no problem. All the coaches come out with us, but you've all got to be there at 9.30 tomorrow morning to do your pool recovery. That You know, even if you go straight through, turn up, you know? Mm. So we all went home, didn't we? Had a, we had a decent night of it and went pretty hard. And the next day, this is going to sound awful to people listening, but this is... I'm not saying it was a different time. It's just we didn't really think about it. So we got what a go at one or two or whatever. Woke up in the morning, a few hours kit. Woke up, drove, drove up to the pool, and our fitness coach just had a load of um, breathalysers in there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just as a bit of a wake up call, everyone take this. And it was like, oh my god. We and it was like in the end, we're like, this is completely obvious. Of course we're over the limit. So we all taxied back down and got our cars later that day. Anyway, they had a load of spare breathalysers, so we all we a load of us took one. And I remember having a talking about having this conversation with somebody a while later after that. And the night before I'd been to a neighbor's house, like an old lady neighbor's house for dinner and dinner party. And it's like, I didn't, to be honest, didn't really want to go, but I had a couple of glasses of wine. So I'd have had four glasses of red wine, I reckon, maybe a beer, but probably not. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had a drink after 10, half 10. And the next morning before I went to training as a joke, I breathalyzed myself and I was over the limit. And this is like nine, eight in the morning or something. No. Over the limit, boy. Wow. I was like, no way. So I did it again, over the limit. So I had to taxi it in. I'm just saying, yeah. be careful out there. Yeah? yeah, guys, drink responsibly. Always said that. Um, I've had a busy week, boy. I know you're about to ask. Uh, I went over to... What have we been up to, mate? I went over to Ireland to do the Pro 14 show. So fella, Colm Stafford of um, Premier Sport. Met up with him. Mm-hmm. Um Went for a bit of food before, a couple of beers after. Um, oh, was, did you? Yeah, that was Wednesday. Um, Having it large, was it? Then on, um, yeah, mental large. Um, Friday, I mm. went up to old, uh, not old pens, I went up to Panath Rugby Club because Panath Youth were playing Bath Youth. Um, oh. Yeah, it was at the rugby club and um, Panath won. Did our boys do it? No, you, you won. Yeah, we won. Well, you're rougher at you're more you're rougher at young age, aren't you, the Welsh? Um, mate, you're talking about Panath now, mate. Yeah, but Panath. Yeah, but mate, when you play for an English school, England, England schools, you play against Wales schools under eighteen. It's yeah. like, oh my god, they these are the thirty-five-year-old like scaffolders, mate. They kick out on the full, don't they? So they can have a scrum and have yeah, a fight, they're all thirty-five-year-old scaffolders. So enjoyed that. Yeah. That was down. Um, Saturday, I did three tours of the Principality Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. So I saw that you're the new John Terry, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> the three about an hour 40 because I couldn't stop talking couldn't stop telling stories about some of the history of the stadium and some of the things that have gone on cool um, yeah not off but it was um it was an enjoyable day it was good to get back there and explaining why we changed um change rooms from because we we initially started off in a different change room and then when Warren Gatlin came in um, but you're not doing a tour now but okay yeah we swapped yeah. over um the six nations and the triple crown were there as well for people to have photos with it was a glorious day lovely um, that was really nice actually uh hugh was was the tour guide and i was like I was the, yeah the i was the entertainment um yeah. but enjoyed it great to be back at um the home of rugby HQ. Call it that. yeah the home of welsh rugby mm. yeah and if you want. Uh, that's it. Oh, really. well, Nothing really else interesting to, to well, talk fella. about, um, apart from the rugby. But what what you been doing? Oh, you never ask. So, uh, well, not a huge amount actually. To be honest, with you. just I uh, just luckily coincided that the last four or five days I've had off, and so have the kids because it's Easter holidays, isn't it? So we had a. With my older daughter, we had a, a hot air balloon, book, hot air balloon trip over Bath booked for Wednesday, and they don't tell you until last minute whether it's on or not. Yeah, because of weather. Yeah, yeah. So they were all on the day before. They were all on the day after. Sadly, ours got cancelled, so we got oh, to rearrange no that, way. which is a, which is a bit of a shame. But we had a good time anyway, and we went adventures with the dogs and all that sort of stuff. But on Thursday, I activated my younger daughter's main Christmas present from uh, Big Papa which was a daddy day but doing all the stuff she likes so we went on a treasure we went on a we found a map in a field which is actually an old cardboard box and we go on a mission where she leads the way and she's the tour guide and we're trying to find the treasure that sort of stuff you know what it's like mate um did a bit of that then we went uh, we went to make my mate router as i told you we had a bit of pizza in town um, weirdly, that is really weird. I've just looked at my phone, looking at my diary. Ruta has just texted me as I said that. No jokes. So we had a pizza. We went trampoline, trampolining in Bath. And then we went and checked into the Apex Hotel mm-hmm. in town. So she loves hotels. So we stayed in a hotel 0.7 miles from my house. And actually less than that. And what are you eating? Are you eating something? No. Sorry, I was just mm. trying to take off my ice. Oh God! Don't stop. Does it? Twenty minutes every two hours. Okay, no, it's really hurting now. So I put it on too um, tight. So old um, well, Phil Phil at Apex, but Ladley Wiggins on Instagram. He so he instead of just uh, us having a, a room, he sorted us out a really nice corner room, which was wicked. So then my little girl didn't want to go without my big girl, so we all three of us went and we did night swimming, morning swimming, buffet breakfast, late nights, movies, and we also went we went to this place called the Tivoli Cinema in Bath, which is one of these. You know, it's got super comfy sofas and they bring your chicken burgers and your Diet Cokes to your... Not that they have Diet Cokes, they're not allowed, but they're, they're water. To your seat, they bring all your puddings and coffees to your seats and stuff. And we went to watch Dumbo, which was really good. So it's very, very, you know, one of those... A nice wholesome day, Tommy. Oh. And then, then Matt Salter, who was the Bristol rugby captain for a long time and now works at Clifton College and Clifton Rugby Club, we went... Uh, over to Saltz's place in Bristol for an Easter egg hunt and a bit of lunch on Friday. Then I went Friday, dropped the kids at home, out straight on the M4 up to Gatwick, uh, stayed at Gatwick in the whatever it is, you know, the Gatwick Mercure or Sofitel overnight and got the red eye out to Bordeaux, drove down to La Rochelle, did the La Rochelle game. Yeah. And it made the journey. The journey back was a piece of cake slash horrendous. Had to stay overnight. Oh and, no um, way! Yeah, it wasn't horrendous. Like there was no delays. It was just like got to bed at half twelve. Alarm set for five, which is really four because you're in France. Yeah, just felt rank really. But that's the game, isn't it, boy? Anyway, there you are. But that'll do it. And that's it. a bit of Easter stuff and some bit of chalky, mate. Yeah, can't be it, can you? So enough for you now. Hey, before we move on to real business, um. You and I, like unbeknownst to our listeners, you and I had a bit of a masturbate, didn't we, over with regards um, with Wayne Barnes, with Danielle Waterman, and with Michelle, our agent, over WhatsApp mm-hmm. with regards line of duty, didn't we? Yeah. 
little bit. So you, you just didn't like one scene in it, and you were very, you were very aggressive in getting your opinion across that you don't really like Line of Duty. It's not as good as you, everyone makes out, and that it's some of the acting is really poor. It's not worth I like Line of Duty. I have, I have not missed an episode. I love it. Mm. However. I do not think it is primo, primo, primo TV. I think okay. there are bits in it that are not as good as the very best shows. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. You, you mean, didn't you... like, can you just elaborate on the one scene that you got your knickers in a twist about? <laughs> well, <laughs> so Stephen Graham, our lad, Lerky, Lerky, he's, he's the double, he's the double agent. So he's yeah. the, he's the inside man. And they're in a room planning their next heist. And Steve, you know, what is it, DCI Arnott? Is it DC, yeah, Steve, Steve Arnott, Arnott, whatever it is. Steve Arnott rings him and he sees it pop up and he sees, I'm going to get that. And, and the woman says to him, you're going to get that? And he goes, yeah, you know what it's like. You know, like I've got some bird at home. She, she's gagging for it or something. Yeah. And he picks up the phone. And he's like, all right, love, yeah, what are you wearing? And no one's ever picked up the phone and said, all right, love, what are you wearing? He's, he's one of the greatest actors ever. He's one of my absolute favourites. But he's just reading a script there. And it's like, uh, you know, no one picks the phone up and says, oh, what are you wearing? You don't, it's know, like, you don't know who's got on the other line. You might have someone that, is, on that. someone that is um, addicted to sex or someone that likes to be talked like that. I know that. There but will I just be women in, there'll be women in this world that wouldn't mind that conversation. I know it just didn't seem very and realistic. He's found to me. one of them. Um, I didn't think it was. And great. then, and then you won't let anybody badmouth Game of Thrones. But the big, the big, the big um, Eastern European like mute. Yeah. I thought he was his character. Sudden, suddenly came into it and knew it was going to be significant. But I was like, he had a few lines, and it was like, uh, no, it doesn't really work. That I mean, the big news um, is is that maybe they'll find um, Jackie from series one that was cut up and put in the freezer. <laughs> Oh yeah, Do you remember yeah. Jackie Laverty? I, I think it was. Wow, good memory. Yeah, thanks. Um, I don't remember. I'm just guessing you're right. But Game of Thrones. Okay, mate. All right. So, what what do you think about the scene when they rode the dragons and it was like really awkward kiss in front of the dragon? I thought that wasn't um, the greatest scene I've ever. But I agree. But I, it doesn't really bother me. Um, no, but like you're saying what? You're saying voice and opinion. And you're say, hey, we were asking you. you you're, you're saying I won't no, ever work against we Game didn't of Thrones. Ask you. We didn't right, ask fine. you what scene you didn't like. You just said you just like said it. what you reckon of Game of Thrones then. And I and I think the first two episodes. I mean, I'm gripped and I'm addicted. I don't think they've been particularly <laughs> great. <laughs> they haven't been brilliant. And I went on Twitter and I was like, I'm really gutted about that first one because I'm glad I've watched it. But I thought it was a bit slow that. Went on Twitter and everyone is like, what a crap episode. What a oh, disappointment. Yeah. Everyone is. Well. Oh. Big Tom Davis said no, he wasn't it was, that keen, so I was like, me too, yeah. me too, me too. Oh, it was it was a bit of a slow one, but mate, it's building, it's building. I know, and, I, and, I, and I'm pumped. I'm properly pumped. Yeah. So you, don't don't get me wrong. Did you watch the Victim on BBC? Did you watch that? What a series about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, I haven't. Is that good? Yeah, it's quite good actually. I will, all right, I'm, um, I'm laughing. One one, but no, I'm see if I had a choice now, and I love both series, Game of Thrones and Line of Duty. I would watch Line of Duty. They've had a choice of watching an episode early. Shut up. Yeah, I would. Shut up. I would. I shut, up. Mm-hmm. shut up. Mm, you shut You're up. Your head's gone, mate. Um, yeah, but two great okay. series at the moment. But let, let's be honest, though. Line of Duty, BBC, we're not talking Warner Brothers. You're not talking Universal. It's on a BBC budget. Um, well, it's made by it's made by a production company that's owned, I think, in, in by the... As majority owners, ITV actually. By the way, but okay. anyway. But I'm basically talking about budgets now. I'm speculating now, but I'd imagine that. Yes, it'd agreed. Be on a shoestring budget. Agreed, but you know that never hindered Morse, did it? Um, yeah, but there was some bad acting in Morse. I never, I never thought Lewis was the best, but yeah, yeah. Let's not slag. Let's not slag it. I tell you what. I tell you no. I tell you what. I thought looking back was the one series that gripped me hard when Colorado. I was probably too young to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Was um, Cracker? Oh, I loved it. Robbie Coltrane. Oh, mate, fella. Oh, I loved it. But I loved it. But the, but the best thing about, by the way, the best thing about Line of Duty is that Hastings is bringing back the word fella along with you and me. I love it. I love it. I just hope he's not H. It's too obvious, mate. It's too obvious. Of course, he's not. It's they're, absolutely they're clever. Here's a, here's a deal now. If it's if it's Hastings is the googie egg, mm. I will do. The podcast that week, uh, nude. 
I've just sent you a video of an egg, actually. Um, hope you get it. I've put it on the group with Michelle. Right. Anyway, um, let's round it off there. Let's just have a really short break. Yeah, why not? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flats, just before we get into the thicker things, what we've been up to, this Heineken Cup, loads of questions. Uh, we just have to make people aware of the live walkabout gig that we're doing. Wales yes. Wales v England, match day in the morning. You can get tickets online. Um, it is going to be the 17th of August. We're going to start around, I'd say, about 10 o'clock. So perfect for a bit of pre-match entertainment. We've got a live guest coming. Of course, he's going to be live. I don't know why I said live, but we have a guest coming. Not be dead, is he? Um, no, hopefully not. Um, mind you, if he was, who would you like? Uh, got to be Bob Marley, in it. Yeah, it's a good call, actually. Um, got to be Bob Marley. Mm. Can't think of a better one, can you? Freddie? Mercury? Mm. Yeah, but we wouldn't get a word in, fella. And it's our show, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Um, With oh, Bob, Bob would just be chilled and then do a couple of songs, you know? Okay, so All right. hopefully we've got Bob Marley coming. If not, we'll have another legend. Um, it was really good last time we did it. Um, Wales, England, and Wales won. Um, but get on the website. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. All the information's there. It's it's going to kick off, let's be honest. We, we, we It would be better if we could say who our guest is going to be. That would really help. But we are just finalising something at the moment, mm. um, which is a little bit tricky. But I think either way, we should hereby commit to knowing by next week. It's going to be a mentalist, let's be honest. If it's a mate of mine, they're all crazy. They're all blimmin' mad. You know what I'm, They're absolutely you know blimmin' mad. Um, yeah, so make sure you follow. And please come along. I'm begging you. Um, I've got kids. Anyway. I had my car valeted today. And I couldn't get the normal guy to do it. So I went into town and got absolutely ripped off. Because I had no real option. And I was in such a rush that when I got there to pick it up, I saw they'd done a really crap job and couldn't do anything about it. Okay. Annoying, isn't it? Yeah. 29 quid to have your car done in and out in Bath. Mm. I mean, mind you, there's a queue. Mm. That's a lot. This is a joke. Don't edit, don't, don't, no, don't no. edit that bit out. That's good stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, don't get your car clean in Bath. There we are. I'm real, no, I'm just trying to be real people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just trying I to mean, be relate to real people. You are. Paid 30 quid to have a Range Rover cleaned. <laughs> what a knob. <laughs> right. European right. Champions Cup. I mean, do you want to start the Challenge Cup? Because, you know, that's Let's where you it. were. I like, yeah, but apart from that, my game, I like Mike Brown's try with a handoff. Yeah. At Claremont. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it was on Peno as well, who yeah, who had a really good game. Yep. I mean, how difficult is it to 
say, build a team around a winger. It's quite mm. difficult, isn't it? Yes. But he um, is he's superb. He is exceptional, isn't he's he? He's brilliant. I mean, it's, it is difficult to build a team around a winger because the wingers don't tend to get that much ball. Um, certain games, it's it's on a plate for you, but you know other games when weather's poor, it's it's just hard to build a team around. But he's by far their best player. But I I, I wonder if I, what's going on, mate, with socks down now? Why is everyone wearing socks down? I, I told you I was at this um, mm. Panath Youth versus Bath Youth, and they most of them had their socks down. And I counted ten of the Panath players in headgear out of fifteen. Yeah, it, that that's a real thing. The socks down, I don't really know. That the headgear is a real thing now, and I mean, I, I genuinely don't know whether it makes it safer or not. I, I used to I used to hear a lot that it didn't, mm. but it makes people feel more confident. Don't know if that's good or bad. But when I've coached, been to kids' tournaments and coached kids and stuff, quite often. I would say a lot of it comes from the parents. It makes the parents feel better that yeah. their little boy or girl's wearing a hat. And I think, well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, any harm, can it? Anyway, let's talk about the angle by Fritz Lee. Delicious, wasn't it? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, out to win. Difficult to pick up, especially with fast ball. Really yeah. good clean out. Um, and he's not just a banger, is he? No, he's not just a banger. It was really well timed. Um, it was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. And the atmosphere. I mean, it's the only place I think that beats La Rochelle for atmosphere. Yeah. In Europe. Yeah. La Rochelle is bumping, but the Marcel Michelin is just... Yeah. I've, I say that. I've never been there. I've been there. No, I've, I've never been there, to a game there. I've watched it, and you get to see yeah. a lot of the game on the TV, and it just... Mm. All you want to do, mate, as a player, is play in front of a uh, packed stadium, don't you? You just feed off yeah. that. Um, Quinn's really unlucky. Don Brat just had his... Uh, Toenails in touch, didn't he? Throwing the ball inside. Oh. Really good game, though. Did really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, it was brilliant. And both teams gave it a proper lash. and It was properly intense. And it Who was... left it? Uh, our kid, wasn't it? Nigel. No, Nigel was at La Rochelle. Nigel was at La Rochelle. Mate. Mate, fella. Yeah, let's crack no, on to that. I, I actually, if I had... Actually, you can do it if you want. I was thinking if I had Nigel's Nigel Owen's phone number, which I don't, I would text. I was going to text him on Saturday night and say, "Is might that be the most difficult game you've ever refereed?" Mm. I mean, it was just absolute chaos. At one point, Nigel Owen's blew up, and he just said, "Guys, there are bodies everywhere. I just don't know where the ball is or what's going on. We're just going to start well, again right, from a that scrum." Was right at the end, um, he thought the ball had gone forward, and it hadn't. So, um. He gave Sale another scrum. But did you did you hear him giving his officiating team a pep talk? Yeah. I mean, I've never heard that before. Um, no, I don't know. If Everyone, I stay either. calm. Stay I mean, calm. Stay in control. Focus on the now. Focus on what's in front of you. Let it come to us. You know, it was like because mm. it was carnage. It was. I mean, impossible. Impossible to referee that in you know anywhere near full accuracy. I think. And there were some decisions, you know, the decisions I disagree. I'll tell you what, this this may or may not be interesting to you or anybody else, but um, there was one decision where Denny Solomona looked like he'd saved a try or had he scored, the fella scored. In the end, it went from being a TMO to see if it had been put down and he was in touch to actually a penalty try, yeah. Denny Solomona's high tackle, right? Yeah. And I think, I think it was that decision, but... I saw it straight away, and I'm. I usually I don't hedge my bets, but I don't just pile in with that is a try or that's not. I think well, I don't feel the pressure to do that. So as a co-coms, I will wait, and if I need to see a different angle, I'll wait. I don't mind, no pressure. But I I was confident, and I said that's definitely that. And then when Danny Solomon, they said actually we're looking at the high tackle. I was like, ooh, yeah, that is a dipping player. But mm. I think actually yeah, that's comp- so I basically went I went completely one way, then completely the other. And I don't mind that. I was like, yeah, I was completely wrong. That's the right decision. Well done, Nigel. Well, I just, I've got no problem with that. that. Sorry? Do people mind that? No, 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 oh. no, no one did. Um, but what I would, but I just, I spoke to uh, one of the big dogs from BT Sport today, just a quick catch up, really. He texted me about something and I just said, look, have you got two minutes? And I called him and said, just look, 
Do you mind that as the boss? Do you mind that? Because by the way, as a co-coms, I don't mind doing that. I don't normally do that. And he said, look, you've got guys like Austin who will pile straight in and say, bang, this is my opinion on one angle. Then you've got guys like Ben who'll wait a bit and say, I'll just give, you know, who does. So Ben will have to do fewer U-turns. Equally, Austin's great value for a punchy opinion sort of thing. And he's very often right. But he said, we don't mind that at all. If you don't, as long as you don't yo-yo on every decision, we don't mind at all you being absolutely adamant that you're right, being proved wrong and laughing about it. We don't mind at all. Um, it, was, it was there was there was one angle that showed Denny Solomon just going too high, basically, and it was yeah. It's I find it really difficult because when players dip, and you know you're dipping as well, but yet there's still contact. That's that's my bugbear. When a player's not dipping, you go high. You know they deserve it, but when two players are going down low. And uh, you catch them high. That's when it becomes, I think, unclear and quite grey. Um, but yep. with the laws being as they are, and from what we've seen recently over this last year, I mean, that had to be a penalty try. Yep. Um, but you're right, though. It was it was one angle that really showed. It. I mean, we were looking at different things to start with. So you're not concentrating on where his arm is. You're concentrating on whether he stayed in touch. Yeah. And then when we find out he's in touch, then you start looking at actually, you know, that arm is wrapped around his neck. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I thought a great try seven tackle at the moment because he's a he's a big lump, Solomona. He is, and he there are times when Solomona really collides hard, and there are times when he doesn't always seem to want to. Mm. But I tell you what, whenever you watch him live, and I've watched him obviously live a lot, he is he's a he's just he's a nightmare runner. He's that nightmare runner you played against when you were twelve. He's fast as well, though. He's he rapid and he's elusive, and he's he. He's flat out in about four strides. You know, he's he's hard work. And Ashton, Ashton and Solomona together with Marlon Yard coming back. You know, there's some proper firepower up there. And if you got Sam James at 13, mm. I tell you what, the the weak link. There's a couple of weak links, not weak links in the Sale team, but if they want to go to the next level, they need some more players. And one player I think doesn't quite make the grade is James O'Connor. I. I he genuinely think he isn't he? I mean, just doesn't look good enough to me, or quick enough. I'm being honest. Doesn't. But then you you look at some of the highlights when he's playing for Australia, and um, you know he can he can play. He's he used to be amazing, yeah. but then it's just like the want for it now, isn't it? Maybe you know, he's yeah, play, he's playing twelve. Yeah, you know, I always thought he was a back three. Um, I thought he was a winger or a fifteen, but he doesn't look quick enough to be back three. Mm. But he but he, he seemed yeah. tw- twice. He got the ball and he went. Well, he for a really aggressive, scene, he? yeah, but he, he went for really aggressive outside arcs and just got caught and mm. bundled into touch effectively. And he, not that quick, not that difficult to catch, and it's almost like he's not aware that he's not as fast as he was or something. When I was um, first started playing at London Welsh, there was a guy called Andy Courier. Uh, now he was a, I think he might have played for Widnes, the postman. Um, was that his? Nickname? Yeah, in the, uh, the centre, and he was rugby league, played for Great Britain, but meh, he was a massive bloke as well. But he could run that outside arc like nobody, not nobody. Really, could. honestly, he was phenomenal. Um, a few of you listeners might have heard of him, might remember him. But he, he spent a couple of seasons at London Welsh, and he was only really good at going from I think left to right because he'd always play on the uh, right side mm. of the field in rugby league. But mate, honestly, that just the opposite because, of Keith Senior. Yeah, it's obviously you need to be quick, but it's also time and it's also footwork you know because you've got to you've got to st- effectively stand someone up first before you take that arc so you can go around the outside of someone even though you're slower you just have yeah. to make sure you use your footwork and try and get the defender to lose momentum bit, yeah. and you're gone um mm. but anyway um la rochelle one um can we talk about the saracens monster game the big one yeah you sort of knew that was coming um you know, you you lose Joey Carberry, um, big loss. Keith, yeah, Keith Earls. Yeah, uh, massive loss as creative well. Creative threat, cutting edge, gone. Um, you got Blay and Dale, Dale at uh, at ten, who's who played pretty well, but he's he's no way as an attacking threat as Carberry. He's not a he's not a Sandy Carberry, is he? No, no. Um, but you know, you still have Chris Fowler, you still have Scanlon in the centres, Murray at nine. Um. Conway on the wing, who's been brilliant. Um, 
Piramani standard, but they weren't in the same league. They were sarried. They that that was that was a forty nil performance. That and it was it's so dominant. It was, but you know, half time twelve nine. So Munster still in it, but it was it was the Saracen show in the second half. They just basically grinded Munster right out, and yeah, um, Rose hit a lovely line, a bit like Fritz. I mean, what you got there is you got two runners. Normally, that's a, a one-man job hitting those out-to-win angles, isn't it? You normally get yeah. like a, a centre or a back row or an eight just hiding, hiding, waiting, and then he'll come from nowhere. But you had another man outside Rhodes as well, so it was real difficult. But I think it was Spencer hit him. Great vision. Great vision. Liam Williams, phenomenal again. Oh, You just, you just know when that ball goes in the air. He's just going to climb above everyone. Is he? Is he as good as Israel Folau in the air? He's yes. better on Instagram, but is he good in the air? Yeah, he is. I agree, but he's just not as tall. So if you've got a guy who's probably six foot and a guy who's six foot four or six foot five in the air, then there's really going to be one winner. Um, just on Israel Folau, uh, we didn't touch on it last week. And I know Cottle, we, Andrew Cottle people, really, people asking why. I know he asked me as well. He's really upset. We forgot. <laughs> yeah. We actually did forget. Um, oh, I've got a present for you from Andrew Cotter, by the way. Okay. You can sh- when, I give, when I see you, you can, you can put it on social media or something because it's pathetic. Oh, but okay. Is it some dog hair pre- or something? Cause no, it's a dog. present from the Masters. Okay. Nice. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Andrew. Tiger's sign jockstrap or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the Falau uh, tweet? Uh, I just think it's hugely, hugely misguided. And apart, you know, apart from anything else, uh, the beliefs, there's no point in you or me voicing our opinions on the beliefs. They believe something and we don't. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things to me that are relevant are talk about modern society. I'm not defending Israel Folau, by the way, but in terms of the beliefs, talk about, well, it's 2019 and we don't do that stuff. You and I come from a different place. We don't come from the South Sea Islands where, you know, generations ago, we effectively arrived and forced them to believe what they now believe. We then buggered off and advanced hugely, and they sort of didn't advance at the same rate as us. And what what we implemented there remains. So it's kind of, you know, there is a bit of responsibility there, but you, you should be bright enough to know not to put that out oh, there. In this day, you know, he's in he's in a world of social media. He's he's in the twentieth century, twenty first century now, mate. He knows, but yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know he knows. But in terms of the belief, that's yeah. why there's no point in no point in saying you shouldn't believe that. Cause no. You believe what they want. But for me, the 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 actual crux of it is this is stupid. Like he has been unbelievably stupid. Yeah, but that's and my, again. Is he not bright enough to realise that whatever he believes? If he puts something like that with all the followers, they're just going to pick up on it straight away, and yeah. he knows there's going to be a backlash. And it's it's just prehistoric sort of it's prehistoric beliefs, isn't it? And it's also, mate, it's all from from when you're young as well, because you know you're a sponge when you're young, aren't you? You just listen to your parents, and you know if you're that way inclined, and you have those beliefs, you know it's gonna it's gonna sink in, and you know you listen to your parents when you're young, you're like right, don't touch that, it's fire, you burn yourself. So kids don't touch it or don't jump in that water, you drown. So, you know, you're listening to your mum or dad or or elders. You know, don't touch that snake, it's poisonous. You don't do it. And, oh, by the way, if you're homosexual, you're going to go to hell. So, you know, that's that's what's going to happen when you when you have these beliefs from such a young age. It's, it's, it's also worth remembering that they think we are equally ridiculous for not believing mm. it. So, oh, well, okay, apart so, from... Uh, Billy yeah. Polar's reply. But the, 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 it's the, it's the same sort of thing. It's just for me. It's just I've got, I've never met Israel Folau. Probably never will. So I won't comment on him. But both of them have sent something out, which is like, guys, is what if this is optionally putting your beliefs out there optionally? So let's just say I'm not the brightest bloke in the world. I'm also absolutely not racist. Say I was racist. It's like me opting to put out to all my followers, a racist post on Instagram. It's so stupid. Like, how stupid do you have to be to do that now? Anyway, because it's just going to cut... It's just awful PR, but and, but that's that's part of it. The other side of it is that um, that what what really gets, gets to it for me is imagine being a young 
gay rugby player going to the club, going to a new club for the first time. Imagine being that guy. Imagine being a young gay rugby player going to the Saracens Academy and walking into the same room as Billy Vulapola. Billy is, by the way, and I'm not don't don't come at me on social media. I know Billy well enough to know that he is hugely kind, he is hugely loving, and he's a lovely man and all that. However, these beliefs are not kind. They are not gentle. They're not generous. They're not loving. So he is a lovely man who has some beliefs that a lot of people find oppressive and damaging and dangerous. So if you put those out there, I think you're in a position of responsibility not to do that. And I think it was, apart from anything else, I don't think it was evil on Billy's part, not at all. I don't think anyone does. I think it was just really, really ill-judged and completely pointless. Imagine being his agent, just yeah. pulling out your hair. Um, but it was it's pointless. Hell away to for drunks, homosexuals, but, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists. Um, but, you know... But, it, well, if I'm an atheist, well, I don't even believe in hell, so... Exactly, yeah. But, mind. I mean, you know, it's all, a load of, it's, all a, it's all a load of balls anyway, isn't it, if we're honest? Mm. But... It, my God's best, you know. No, mine is. Anyway, it, there was also a lot, quite a lot of chat about BT Sport not covering it properly at the weekend um, and so, being too sympathetic to Billy Vunapola. Um, so that, I, I, it's funny, I, I watched it and I just didn't, I'm biased, so I declare an interest, everyone knows, it, but I just didn't get that. I didn't get it. But I think, do you want us to, do you, not us, I wasn't there, do you want, the TV company to go on air and ha- go on air and hammer him. He Maybe did, you he do. He did front Maybe up though. Do. He did front up for an interview. But I think overall it was just really ill-judged because do you know what? It's not just Billy and Israel Folau that have got these views. There are other people yeah, who I mean, we'd love to, to watch in the Premier League. You got to Sassy yeah, Islands. They probably yeah. all got the same views. So well, there'll be, there'll be someone in the Tottenham team that thinks like that. There'll be someone in the Arsenal team. You know, but we they just know enough not to go and tell everyone yeah. and to make huge numbers of people who already potentially are in a horrible place, feeling hugely vulnerable and oppressed and scared and embarrassed and ill or whatever, feel even worse. It's like, you don't do that. It's Why do that? based on religion as well, mate. Yeah, which, you know... It's scary. Yeah, then religion is, religion is something that it's not my, it's not my kettle of peanuts, but it's, it's one of those things that it does actually bring faith and peace and joy to... <laughs> zillions and zillions and zil- many 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 people who live peacefully don't hurt anyone don't hate anyone it gives them direction and faith and belief and mm. purpose and i think well for the vast majority of religious people i've ever met re- their religion is a wonderful thing i mean i don't believe it i don't believe any of it but i love i love the fact that they do and it's lovely for them but it's when it start when something that i i believe to be effectively nonsense is used to you know, call people sinners who haven't made a choice at all, just living as themselves. It's what, why would anyone have to live as anyone but themselves is bloody horrible, you know? So if a religion's telling you to do that, I'm not into it. Anyway, um, Vinopola, man of the match, scores a try as well. He was blooming um, good, mind. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, they were all good. It was a, it was yeah. a classy Sarri's performance, like good at 15 as well. Yeah. You know, you just look at him and you think, how, how the, how, has that guy not got fifty caps? Um, because I know, it, and I, I, just, I just find there's just, I think it's taken too long for people to realise, and possibly didn't take his chances um, when he was capped. But for me, mate, there's just a huge difference between him and Mike Brown. Huge. Mm. <clears throat> but then they're different players. I totally agree. One is unbelievably solid. At, at 15 and really brave and possibly better under the high ball but the other is is just a talent that doesn't come around very often and you've got to make the most of it Saracens have to, England haven't I used to say or think rather that the reason he didn't get in the England team was because Eddie Jones wanted a a, fun, a guy's basics were just rock solid at the back because he had a playmaker at 10 and a playmaker at 12 but not like the Sarri's model where the playmakers are 10 and 15 mm. a lot of the time but so he didn't need that he wanted a Mike Brown figure like a Matt Perry figure but actually now he's not picking Mike Brown either so he's picking Elliot Daly mm. 
And you think, well, he's just trying to cram the best players in the team. But yeah, I mean, it's a question that will be asked to him every time he does a Q&A for the next 50 years. Uh, what did you do yeah. to offend Eddie? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Leinster Toulouse on the Sunday. And pretty convincing win. 30 yeah. points to 12. And I really fancy Toulouse for some reason. Did you? I, yeah, I just... I thought they've they've sort of come from nowhere this year to be back in uh, sort of the Champions Cup giants, you know, like the European giants that they always used to be. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I just, I thought with Chisholm Colby, um, Dupont, um, Huger, Ramos, you know, they've, they've got a big old pack as well. I just, yeah, I thought this might just, be it. Let's just do it. They just do it. I know do they it, do. do I know they do. And they they find ways of of winning. They've got some phenomenal players. There was talk about James Lowe not starting because of mm-hmm. um, Gibson Park and Fardy. Um, you know, there's only two of those three players can play, but Gibson yeah. Park was in just a low played. And, you know, it's pretty important low plays, I think. He is, he's been Lens's best player, I think, this year. He's great. Um you know, you look at the way he finishes try. Bezzy just sort of rides the tackle. He's really hard to get. He, he gets really low, puts all his weight forward. His legs are far back. So when you're trying to tackle him, you just can't get to his waist or his legs to, to grab hold of something. And he just gets round the outside. He's so difficult to stop. And a big lump as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's hella player. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, is. he's good. How good was Keen Healy as well? Just yeah, better he better. was good. Fardy was brilliant at six. As oh, well. Fardy was so good. Yeah, but it just the partnerships work. McGrath, yeah. Sexton, Henshaw, Ringrose, Carney. At They're 15. going for a fifth. They're going for a fifth. I know, I know. You know they nilled um, Toulouse with tries. Toulouse didn't score any. Um, Ramos was was pretty average actually for Toulouse. I know I've just mentioned him as being one of their best players, but. He wasn't the greatest. Um, and Colby, Chesson Colby was really quiet. Mm. You know, not not that he needs to be busy, but from past games and and form, you'd think he'd be all over that game. But, you know, they, you know that's down to Leinster as well, keeping him quiet. But I mean, how, how are you going to call this final? Oh, there's only one winner. Sarries. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Mm. If, if yeah. I had a bet on it, and I sometimes like a flutter, but I'm obviously very sensible when I do bet, I am going to go Saracens. Just so am I. Too, I think they're too well-oiled, too well-drilled. I think they'd... Make too, I little, think they'd, make too little errors. Both very well-drilled, but I think they've got a lump more power... I think Michael Rhodes is a bull. Billy Vinopola, Mako. Cruz, Otoji. Vincent Cock, when he's in good form, he's a beast. Mind you, so it's Tug Furlong. Mako, yeah. Skeleton off the bench as well. Yeah, Biggest bloke I've ever seen on a field. Yeah, Yeah. okay, so there we are. There we are. There's the Republican in it. Saracens, European champions. Yeah. Um, Got a busy week or are you, uh, you all right? Um, fella boy, I'm going up to Leicester tomorrow to do a Land Rover shoot with oh, Ellis Genge. Of course you are. But that'd be cool, that. Yeah, be nice. That'd be cool. Then I'm, I'm, uh, then I'm hosting the Roast Beef Club lunch um, oh, on that. Friday at the Hurlingham Club in. Love that. You just really full of pork, though, didn't you? Yeah, boy. You're and sod. then I'm, then I'm, I'm a sod. And then I'm off to Worcester Sunday, boy. Oh, okay, nice. I'm going to yeah, judgment getting it day. Done. I'm going to judgment day on Saturday. How's that then? That is. Will it be um, good? Yeah, it'd be all right. It's a two Welsh derby, so you got yeah, two the Scarlets and, and the Dragons, and you got the Blues, Ospreys, and I mean, let's find some questions actually before we go because I did say we would an- we'd answer as many questions as we can. Um, so the Blues and the Ospreys are looking for that final place in um, the Champions Cup. So whoever wins that game will go into a playoff against possibly the Scarlets or Edinburgh yeah. in the other yeah. conference. So we potentially could have no Welsh teams in the European Championship next year. Let's hope not. Awkward, but 
Yeah, but they can call it a re- they can call it a rebuilding phase, can't they? Mm, what after winning the Grand Slam? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point. Thomas Davies uh, wants to know after the All Blacks, who do you consider second favourites at the World Cup? England, obviously. Yeah, I'll go I think with everyone that. does. Um, I don't think that, but I like it when Wales are underdogs. I like it yeah. when they slip through, um, yeah. going unnoticed. Okay. I think Wales, but you know, publicly, I'm going to say um, England, even though this is a podcast. Okay, fella. Um, who invented the skip? Um, was it MJ Church? No, I don't know. Um, how does salary stand to the salary cap? Um, we've oh, talked God. about that, about um, Nigel Ray investing uh, in players. Do we have to do that now? No, we don't. Um, no. Who do you think would be a good fit for Bath? Now that Todd Bachad is leaving. Is well, it Stuart be... Hooper's DOR. Is he is, is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it looks like Luke Childress might um, be forwards coach or line-up coach. Line-up coach. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, really. Uh, like that. And then, you know, just... You know, my view is that they need a big, they need a big time head coach to come in there and run the coaching team because Stuart Hooper is a hell of a guy, but he hasn't done that job before. So, not the head coach hasn't been a DOR before. So, he needs great coaches, I think. So, okay, so that's the most important appointment. That what's going to happen if things don't go wrong? We saw that London Irish, didn't we? If things don't go right, you mean? Yeah. Well, he needs help. He needs support, and he's, you know, he's, that's easy. That's easy to say. He needs help and support, but if it's a big job for. I know at some stages you have to do it, but you don't want to see him being lost in the system. No, you don't. That's why he needs a great head coach. For me, he needs a senior mentor that he spends a lot of time with, who probably isn't at the club full time, but is in contact with Stuart Hooper full time. Some good assistant coaches have come up: Mark Lilly and Ryan Davis um, from the academy, and. They had a good couple of senior senior coaches, like Gervin Dempsey, Luke Charteris, Neil Hatley is rumoured to be coming back. Um, so, you, you know, you've got a decent coach there, but I think you need a big head coach, a senior mentor, um, and you need to give him time. He's also got a much bigger budget than Nick Kennedy had, so let's not forget that. Nick Kennedy was chucked in on his own with a few million quid less per season to spend, from what I understand, So, and then blame for it not going right. So I think... Stuart Hooper ought not to be treated like that, and I expect he won't be. Well, that was from Tom Stranks, and Stranks, yeah, and it was also from um, Damien Jekyll oh, right. on the only platform I'm reading off at the moment, which is Twitter. Well done. Um, do you think Gareth Anscombe should play this weekend, Tom? Now, that is um, from Phil Reardon Smith. Now, Gareth Anscombe, he's going to Ospreys next year. I'm um, signing for the Ospreys. I'm actually, I'm a little bit disappointed he's not stayed at the Blues, but that's down to to him and he's a 10. So, you know, you've got to form partnerships with players and he's not really going to form any with um, Holohulu, Wills Holohulu and Ray Lilo. Um, But, you know, you might form partnerships with Scott Williams at the Ospreys and that might boost his chances of playing regularly for Wales. Mm. Um, Mm. Should he play this Saturday? He's asking that because... If the Blues win, they go into the playoff chance to get the seventh spot in Europe. If they lose, the Ospreys go through. So that's that's what he's asking. But yeah, he should play. Okay. I think you put that aside. You're still part of the Blues. Yeah. Um, okay, boy. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Do you think it's possible for NFL players to make a switch to rugby? Or is it a two-technical game? That's happened in uh, the Sevens for America. The name... Is Cardin Isles. Mm, yeah, someone else though as well. Linebacker. So they Unlikely. are doing it. But. Unlikely for me, lad. Uh, why don't referees ref the ruck? That's from Stephen Evans. They do ref the ruck, um, but people have different opinions. It's subjective, so it's very difficult for consistency, as we've seen throughout, like throughout this, through yellow cards, through red cards, through what's deemed as a high tackle, what's not deemed as a high tackle. I do think it's particularly bad at the moment, though, the breakdown. It's absolute carnage. Yeah. Everyone's doing what they want. Mm. Off their feet. Everyone's off their feet the whole time. Yeah. Um, Um, That's what I say to you. It's going to be difficult to to tidy that up. It's always always been a mess, really. Do you think think maybe start pinging more players going for the ball, jacking them for the ball? Yeah. We had the argument about Toby Flood. 
more um, cleaner outers going off their feet. Mm. Um, be harsher on jackalers supporting their own body weight. Yeah. It's um, quite difficult to I do see. that though, isn't it? It's... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you've got to try something because at the moment it's just looking like a lottery, isn't it? Yeah. It's starting to feel like a lottery. That's um, if saying. you had 100 million, this is from Chubby Brown, probably the Chubby Brown, Royston Vasey. Um, if you had 100 million to invest in rugby, where do you invest? Prem, Champ, Academy. Prem. Um, B, Six Nations, Lions. Oh, right. Well, the Prem is Academy because every Prem club's got an Academy. So you invest in Academy, you're investing in the Premiership. Um, probably Six Nations because you get seen the most. Lions because you've only got to do any work one year in four and you get a really not good holiday out of it. Pro 14. Yeah, but he knows. That, he knows. Not give him an to. option, mate. Not even an option. He knows. Um, he knows. Should what? Gatland be the next England manager? That's for you, Flats. Uh, not going to happen. You don't think so? No. Okay. Um, we have to talk no about um, Simon Hammerschmidt. Uh, he's got a question. You remember him? Remember Simon Hammerschmidt? Yeah, I remember him yeah, all right. God. Weirdo. Always tweeting, always texting. Hi, what are you up to? He's a weirdo. Yeah. Um, Isn't he? I like him though. Nigel Melville. Yeah, love him. Nigel Melville suggested that Leicester's international star should not abandon ship and could still play for England in the event of relegation. Um, Newcastle. You can pick players. From, can the RFU pick players from the championship? They can, can't they? Pick who they want, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, They're not going to go down, though, are they? No, I was wondering about Mark Wilson. I put it on Twitter earlier. Does Mark yeah. Wilson stay if Newcastle go down? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting one, that. If you think about it, if he goes to the World Cup, he's away till November. He probably won't play until December. So he's got a few months to play. They'll cruise it in the champs. So he might, as it's December, the Six Nations isn't that far away. So he, it's not like you'd just count him out because he's been in the championship for seven or eight weeks. You'll probably still consider him. And then by the time the next tournament comes around, they're not in the championship anymore. So I reckon he could still play for England from the champs. Yeah, possibly. But you're not going to get that level of intensity that you get in the big games because it's going to be far too easy for him. There's a massive step up between... Massive, yeah. yeah. That's massive, that's, but that's I do worry. think you know everything would be far too easy for him at that level. Yeah, but look what a beast he is. I reckon yeah. he'd come back up and deliver. That's what I reckon. I reckon um, he's a trainaholic. Look at his triceps. We got two more, right? Rob Sherrington, um, just talking about disappointing turnout over the weekend at the Rico. Why do you think that is? What could be done to change? Should hosting the semi-finals be pre-planned, like the final, to maximise crowds and revenues? Yep. Okay, I think it should. Um, also. To, to that end, it just does seem a bit something not quite right about Leinster always playing in Dublin. Yeah, at the Aviva. I mean, whether it's the yeah. Aviva or the RDS, it's... it's I reckon they'd win anyway most of the time, but it's yeah. just a question mark that no one will care 10 years from now. But right now, I think it's a bona fide oddball thing, odd thing. Yeah, I mean, why can't you have both semi-finals um, at the same place as the final? Yeah. Could it, yeah, could do that, couldn't you? Mm. Um, or just have both semi-finals somewhere in a country where you know no one's going to have a home game, like Wales. They're never going to get to the semi-finals of Europe. I so think, stick I think it possibly semi-finals should be in the same place as well, just so there's absolutely no bias there. Mm. Um, Wayne Smith, this is it now, mate. Possibly mate, boring, boy. so you've already lost me there. Um, how many hours do you guys spend out on the training field per week against how many today's pros do? Not just weights, ball in hand, enjoy natural game. I would. I wonder if we didn't spend a bit more. Because I think training is getting smarter as it gets older. Yeah, I think it's getting more intense. I think it's getting shorter. And yeah, you know, before you'd just wander from drill to drill. You'd hang around for a bit. But I think I think you're right. I think these days it's just short and sharp. It's possibly an hour in the field, but much more intense. Yeah. Uh, I would also suggest that there's probably more guys possibly doing more extras, spending more time on the field. They're in better nick. Yeah. They're definitely, definitely in better are. nick. 100% in better nick. They're more professional. They're in better nick. They're better athletes. Yeah. There's more, there is more sort of science behind it now and there's more tests which are being used. You know, you're looking at heart rate and GPS and body fat. 
you know, so there's no hiding anymore. Equally, 10 years from now, these lads will look a bit, yeah. You can't have, a, you news can't have like a, an aerobic game, can you just hang on the wing for a bit because you're knackered no. like I did today? Yeah, exactly. You can't do it. No. Go on. All right, um, here we are. All right, I'll add. All right, fella boy. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done, boy. Yeah, you're a good Thanks. kid. Yeah. Take care of that knee, yeah? You're all right, LaRusso. You're all right. You're all right. Cheers, fella. Cheers, boy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.